0: I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm really excited because I have Megan and Ryan from the Poly Power Couple podcast on. I don't frequently have other podcast hosts on my podcast, but I've been fangirling them for a while on Instagram. And I'm like, these people seem really normal and really cool. Like if I lived by them, I'd want to be their friends. And so today we're going to be talking about kinky sex and also some buzzwords that you may have never heard before, like polycule. I'm sure you've heard of triad, but that's another thing we'll touch on. And then a comet partner. So Megan and Ryan... Welcome to the show. Please tell everyone
1: that's listening a little bit about you guys.
2: Hi, Jennifer.
1: Hi. (laughs) It's nice to be on. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, we are a polyamorous couple out of London, Ontario, Canada. And if you don't know where London, Ontario, Canada is, we are smack dab in the middle of Toronto and Detroit. So. We're right in the middle to draw visually on a map. That's where we're based out of. And uh, we've been married for since 2016. We've been together well over a decade now, and we've been polyamorous since uh, for two years now. And um, recently, um, I took a health leave from work. That was back in September. And during my health leave, I decided to talk to Megan and start a little podcast project about our polyamorous journeys and we came up with the poly power couple podcast and we are currently 17 episodes in right now and doing this with my wife has been the absolute best because I mean it's so therapeutic just being able to sit down here and talk to you about everything that's been going on in our lives as we learn from each other and grow
1: yeah it's been um like I I I, I tried to entertain the idea and I didn't – I don't know if I was fully on board with it because I was very, I think, insecure. Like, Ryan, like, you're from radio. I just like to talk. That's really <laughs> – like, I mean, that's about how I, I think I'm uh, so um, – not involved in the podcast, but, I mean, I, I do like to talk and why not be talking on air? And I think we have a very interesting niche that people want to hear about. The, the idea, I think, why we started it – is because we came out to everybody, basically, and we're like, I don't have anything to hide anymore. And even our monogamous friends are asking us about things. They want to know about relationships. They want to teach their kids about relationships, about polyamory. And I just think that's amazing. Like, even if you're not a polyamorous person, this is interesting You know, just to learn about. Right. And I just like we just dove headfirst into it. And I just love doing it with Ryan. I love having guests. I love being on a guest, a guest appearance like this is just wild that we're um, that you asked us. I just thought that was so cool. Honestly, like it's uh, such a big deal to us.
0: I'm so honored that you're on. And let me tell you, I was a little nervous. I was like, what if they say no?
1: Oh, <laughs> no, no, of way. course not. No, like, no. We're,
0: we're not interested. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled that you guys are on, and I love that you started our conversation with kind of what I wanted to talk a, a little bit about today, the being open and the telling of your family. So... I get asked a lot of questions about this. And I just finished a sex and relationship coaching program where not all the ladies were open, about half of them were, and the other half were not. And the ones that were not were like, I don't understand this. And like, how could you do this to your children? And how could you let people know? And like, your family's got to be so offended. And I've had an experience similar to what you have and that everyone's been really curious and interested and. um, asked a lot of questions. I, I have a, like a, an email that goes out to seven, 8,000 people every week. And I talk about being open and being polyamorous and my journey. And I talked about my last divorce and when we did open, how that went. And so I think people have this curious spirit, but sometimes I think our closest family members are offended or like, oh, don't tell the family secrets or, oh no, now everyone's going to think you're weird Talk to me about y'all's journey in opening. You have children, you've got parents, you've got aunts and uncles. How does the family view you? How do your friends view you? And how do you guys cope with people that maybe are a little bit uncomfortable because of their own values and their own mindsets?
2: Well, our our family actually found out uh, in a very unusual way. Um, Megan was on the dating apps and. My brother, uh, one of his co-workers who was single was also on the dating apps. So he was scrolling through and he saw Megan. So he went up to my brother and goes, hey, is this your uh, your brother's wife on the dating apps? So my brother called my mother and father right away without coming to me. So he skipped the middle person, went right to my parents and uh, my parents found out that way that we were we were open by basically us being on apps together. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so I mean, we put it out there, obviously, like i I think uh, we haven't had a great conversation, I think about it really so much as now they've come to accept it, but it wasn't a good, um it wasn't a good reaction at all. It was very negative. Um, and I think now they've kind of come to terms. With it, I I don't know if they agree with it. I, I imagine they don't. Um, but I know that they support us in what we do, and I haven't heard um anything negative in in quite some time about it. Like they've met Kay, um, they love Kay. They ask about Kay, um, and that's basically like our um common partner. So that's the only one that they've, they've met really. Um, but, um, we haven't had anything really, uh, negative. I don't think we had a family picnic in the, in the summertime and nobody came up to us. I actually was waiting and nobody, (laughs) nobody came up to us and asked because we put it out on Facebook and Instagram. And, um, my aunt actually did call me, I think, or asked to call me or something like that. And she said, Hey, like, you know, good for you kind of thing. But Megan, what's pan, what's pansexual? Yeah. <laughs> um, she had no idea, which I thought was adorable. Um, Cause I, you know, like she just says, I have a question. And then like my heart starts racing kind of thing, yeah. right? Like what possible, you know, like what could she ask me? Right. And this is my, this is my dad's Sister, you know what I mean? Like, this is just like, oh, oh, crap. And she was just great, honestly. Like, and I said, hey, like, it just means, like, basically, you don't care what the person has for parts. It's whatever, like, love is love is love kind of thing, right? Like, it's just the person. um, You're attracted more to the person and not. What what is that thing? That one from Schitt's Creek? Yeah, I was he's just like, thinking that. Like, so you're into the label, I'm a not red the wine, wine drinker. <laughs> uh, the, the wine, I not like... the label. Exactly. That's exactly. I think how you can describe <laughs> like sexuality. Like that's <laughs> that's it for that's it for us. And I just thought, um, yeah, like I I think I expected a lot more negativity than what we actually got, and we did have some um, friends reach out to us that were. <laughs> thought that Ryan was going to leave me for other people, like, just ridiculous things. I was like, he he literally doesn't have to. Like, do you not realize that, like, he lives here. All of his things are here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just so funny. I think what a lot of monogamous people just completely negative, because they think of it as an affair, right? right? And I was like, but but Ryan loves me and I love Ryan and he can love these people too. Like that's why I know. Right. Know, like what? mind blown. That's
0: allowed.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by my brand new downloadable, my free podcast startup guide. This handy guide tells you exactly what external mic camera and accessories to buy. If you are serious about being an excellent podcaster. There's even a link to schedule a one-on-one with my partner, Scott, to set up your brand new equipment so that you can jump right into recording your very first or next episode. I've added the link to the show notes in this episode, or you can find it in the link in my bio. Just look for the free podcast startup guide. (laughs) Yeah. I think about that feeling of being open because we're all in it. Right. And it's like, it's expansive and it's heart opening and it's like unlimited love. And for us that are partnered, like, and the stability of having a primary partner and someone to help raise the kids and someone to help, you know, clean up barf from the dog from the Mm -hmm, night before. Like, it's so comforting to have to me, at least that like, permanent person in your life that then you can come back to when you do go out and do the things or bring them in because we have shared a girlfriend as well. I love that experience. And so I would love to hear from you guys. What is that feeling for you that you get to have of being open?
2: It feels pretty spectacular because we've always been very flirty people Mm -hmm. and we've always loved interacting with other humans and being able to be polyamorous feels like a sense of freedom. It really does. Being able to explore other relationships and get to know other people and still have, like Megan said, have us here at the end of the day, being able to love each other and support each other all the way through and uh, always have each other to come home to, it definitely means a lot what does it mean to you sweetheart
1: i think it just means being like our authentic self so like i think since we've opened up it's been really oh hey like so and so's hot like oh yeah I've, ryan has known the entire time since we've been together that i've had so many crushes and like the fact that we just like became polyamorous wasn't I I don't think a shock as as, I don't think to many people on my side anyway anyways um from like my friends and family um but I just don't know I couldn't go back I just we wouldn't be us I don't think if we weren't this way like i would be missing out on so much my my kids would be missing out on um like a part of their family you know what i mean like and the life that we've built um with kay you know what i mean with each other like um seeing like our new connections and how much you can learn from somebody else um and and just you know sharing it with ryan is just amazing like i just I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Like, he's definitely the person that I don't want to live with anybody else. Like, I don't want um, to have, I'm not having kids anymore. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, it's just wild. Like, it really is. Like, um, we just got to a point, I think, where we didn't care what people thought about us anymore. And we're like, this is who we are. Um, And if you don't like it, that's okay kind of thing. Like, I'm not telling you, I'm not endorsing Like, I'm not saying every person has to be polyamorous. In fact, you probably shouldn't if you're not. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm not saying like, you need to do this. This is the only way. Um, But I I just, yeah, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't go back. There's no way I could go back.
0: Speaking of going back, I think we should go back two years. I think you guys should tell us your story of how in the world you got here.
2: We can do that. Well, that's
1: a very interesting story. I would of love the to
2: do this. Uh, the conversation And whose idea
0: was it? Cuz that's always kind of fun, right? Where there's like <laughs> one person's like, "I don't really know." Or did you both just jump in.
2: We were sitting in um we were hanging out in our garage one night with the door up and just kind of chilling in there and we were talking with each other. And this was at the start of was it the start of 2021? So we had already been through almost a year of the uh the demic and things were kind of you just kind of felt like the same things were happening over and over and over and over again. And we were getting, we were drinking a lot. We were like depressed. Um, so we had a conversation one night in the garage. And I think it started by Megan kind of asking me if we would be interested in adding another male partner to our relationship, correct?
1: For a threesome. For I was a threesome. interested in a threesome. And that's basically how it. Um, became, so Megan was a little, uh, what's the word? She was a little eager, I think. And, um, (laughs) Ryan didn't say no. He didn't actually react negatively, which I thought he was going to. Um, and then it was kind of like, well, okay, like if that's going to happen, what about me? Like, you know, seeing another female, blah, blah, blah. And we had a lot of talks and, um, we kind of i kind of started looking for another dude um and that's kind of how it started um and then we realized that it wasn't just about like sex for us um that we were developing like emotional connections that we wanted emotional connections um and uh yeah i mean we had a lot of trials and um, hiccups, I suppose, like in the, in the first little bit, I mean, we still have, you know, issues that are like jealousy, that's ongoing insecurities. We're always working on ourselves, but I think the first, um, like relationships that we had were very, um, it was a learning experience, I think for us. And we had negatives, we had positives through it. Um, but we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have those experiences. And, um, Yeah. I feel like I went off there. No, that's (laughs) perfect.
0: Okay. So let's stop here. It's been, it's so fun to take you on a timeline and be like, okay, hold on. Jerk you back two years. And then like, okay, pause real quick. So in the pausing, I want to ask if you could give advice at this stage, two years in to make it less bumpy and crunchy and awkward, what would it be?
1: I think to give yourself grace, like you're learning, you're still, I'm still unlearning like a monogamy, a, nomog, a monogamous mindset and the trauma that brings up in, you know, falling in love with another person, putting yourself out there, waiting on a text message, seeing somebody again. Um and just being, like, I think communication is, like, key, like, that's, like, the sexiest thing, like, being self-aware, or being, mm-hmm. just communicating, like, hey, I'm going to be here, I you won't hear from me, or whatever, like, um, like I'm taking a nap, you're not going to hear from me, like, from our other partners, obviously. But also, like, with Ryan, like, hey, like, I have an issue, can we talk about it, Um and communication, I think, is, like, a huge thing that Ryan and I are still learning. Like, we're 12 years in. Um, we're just recently diagnosed. Ryan's just recently diagnosed with autism. I'm just recently diagnosed with ADHD and borderline personality disorder. So there's a lot of self-reflection, um, I think, in learning how we can successfully communicate. And I think that's a huge thing in polyamory and relationships and a Um, I just think you should, you know, like you're going to make mistakes. I think everybody makes mistakes. It's that try not to drag your partner through the mud or yourself through the mud. Like, oh, I fucked up. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I did it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, I fucked up. I did this. Like I broke a boundary or a rule or like even accidentally, like I've forgotten to text Ryan when I got to a date, you know what I mean? And that's like a pretty basic boundary that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like things like that, um, I think you just got to do your best to be supportive like hey I I respect that you feel this way like I don't feel that way why do you feel that way kind of thing like you can't make somebody feel that way and I can't fault Ryan for feeling that way either you know what I mean you just kind of have to meet yourself I think um, put yourself in their shoes and see where they're at and just try to be as delicate I think as possible.
0: I love that. I have um <clears throat> several friends that are new, kind of like like we are, newish, like a year-ish in. Um, I have one in particular where he's he's really frustrated with himself because he says, Let me first explain the situation. Him and the wife both have another partner that they don't share, they don't overlap, they don't date together, they date separately, and they both have like a permanent partner, secondary. And so he's like when I go have a date with my person, I, I I don't worry about my wife and what she's doing and I'm, I'm having a great time. And his wife doesn't care what he's doing. She's like, yay, go have fun. He's like, but when she goes and has a date and I know she's sleeping over, I know they're having sex, like it really bothers me still. And I don't know why it still bothers me. And I'm getting to have fun and I'm having my own sleepover, but I'm still like really consumed with the fact that she is out doing this thing. Do you have any advice for like, have you guys gone through that? I, I know like jealousy can be kind of an awkward thing where you're like, it's not the same. It yeah. still shows up and we're not sure why. And if, I'm curious if you have any advice on that.
2: Yeah. It's um, something that we definitely deal with a lot. I know when Megan's out on dates, um, especially Uh, when there is the possibility of sex, I'm, I, I get very jealous and, um, I try to figure out where that's coming from too, because like, like, like what you just said with your friends, I'm like, go have fun, like, go do your thing. And you know what, I'm going to be here when you get home. And, But your mind always goes to that place. So we each have like a routine that we do to kind of keep us occupied while each other are out on dates. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, like Megan has her own, but you know, I'll go into a manic mode and clean and then kind of reward myself with a bit of video games and you know, whatever I'm smoking in the garage. Uh, so, um, it, it helps keep my mind off of what is going on on the date. I'm not going to be texting her or bombarding her phone or anything like that while she's on her date because that is her time with the other partner. And, um, I just know, like, as Megan said, communication, 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 um, I may be feeling jealous, but it's just something that we'll talk through after the dates. And then, you know, from there forward, we always end up getting a little bit stronger. So,
1: Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing I think is unlearning, uh, what is it called? Uncoupling, I think, like learning that even monogamous people, I think they should like be really comfortable with like being alone like I know for me I hated being single I hated not being in a relationship I was so lonely I didn't know what to do with my time I was constantly not constantly bored but I had a really hard time um I think doing that so I think um like I've learned hey I can do whatever I want like while Ryan's out on a date or if he's here on a date um, you know what I mean? I'm okay. I'm gonna go get really high. I'm gonna go have a bath. I'm going to, <laughs> excuse me, this is just what I do. I'm Mine. gonna watch. Have some or, yeah, like I'm just gonna, it. I'm just gonna do me. Like what, um, what does Ryan not like watching? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, all the rom coms.
2: Exactly. Like, get it out of the way while I'm out.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, I just don't, I mean, I'm really excited. Um, for like him coming home and telling me um he hasn't really done like I don't think you've ever done an overnight date away I think coming up when you and Kay go away I feel like that's gonna be the first overnight that'll be my first overnight your first overnight like I've had overnights but um but Ryan hasn't. Anyways, um, I think just being really comfortable with yourself. Like, what do you want to do? What's going to occupy your mind? Like, I definitely don't clean when Ryan's gone. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> um, but um, I, I I don't know. I just like I just I just so want those experiences for him that it just makes me uh, so happy. I think when he's out, like, I yeah, I still get jealous, of course, um, here and there. I think we all do. I don't think that's something that's ever going to go away. Uh, I'm very, um, like we're very secure in our relationship, but I think if you don't have hobbies, if you don't have, um, you know, like other friends, you're not always going to have a partner to hang out with when your partner's out, you're going to have to figure it out. Like read a book, like, I don't know, play solitaire. Can you still do that on the computer? You know what I mean? Like just, you know, like something almost like mind numbing, you know what I mean? Sometimes to just like, Hey, like. Um, this is something that I get to do when Ryan's not here and I just get to do whatever I want. Like, I'm going to give, I'm going to paint my toenails. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to listen to some (laughs) true crime. Like I'm going to go on TikTok. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to go to bed. That's usually what I do. It's not, it's not very, uh, and then
2: usually by that time I'm home, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean,
1: well, I mean, if Kay's here, then I just go to bed kind of thing. I mean, if Ryan and Kay are here on a date or. If um Kay and I are on a date, then Ryan will come downstairs and tell us that he's going to bed. It's like we have our we have our routines that we do. I think when we're with Kay, and then they're kind of different, I suppose when they're when we're with when we're out with other people. But um, we're always checking in, like in the beginning, at, at the end, like when we're leaving or when we're moving to a location. Um, I I not buy yeah.
0: I have, like, a really personal question. Yes. Sure. Okay. Um, is there, like, reclaiming sex that happens? Are you guys into that? Um, I mean, I
1: don't think so. We've had sex after, like, we've had sex with our other partners. Um, like it's, not like it's
0: not, like, intentional. It's not, like, you're mine and I'm going to reclaim you. No, I
1: don't i don't think so i that's... always
2: like the word like reconnect yeah we always use that uh that word like a little you know...
0: reconnecting time with you yes yeah that's that. kind
2: of like what we do and you know if i need that that time with with megan you know that sexual time with megan you know we'll usually say you know like i'm really craving like a little bit of reconnection with you like that's mm-hmm. something that i'm missing right that. now and something that i need so um reconnecting is good and you know that's something that's kind of become a part of our thruple too, is reconnecting. Like our partner, Kay, uses that term as well. Mm -hmm. Whenever, whenever she's in need of something from us, whether it's, you know, words of affirmation or Mm -hmm. support, uh, anything like that, it's, um, you know, if something's going on with our sex life, it's, you know, just need a little bit more reconnection time. So that's Mm kind of what we do.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, like, we fill each other in, like, when we get home from our date. Like, we don't discuss, like, our sex lives with other people. Um, Not with – yeah, we don't discuss them together with other people because I just think, it's for us, it's none of our business. Like, I know when we started, we were definitely oversharing, and for me mm-hmm. – Um, And I think I speak for Ryan as well. It just gets very uncomfortable and it gets very, okay, you're comparing like, do they do this better than I do? And I'm like, Mm. I don't need to. I mean, I'm obviously good enough because you married me. I'm here. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got any tips? Like, do it like this or, you know, like, I mean, like, it doesn't have to be.
0: You're like, learn, yeah. learn a new move that you want yeah, to Yeah, like, oh, hey, where did <laughs> yeah. that come from? But then you yeah. also don't want to like mimic what his other partners are doing because that's weird, right? Kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. A bit like, Let me weird. try the new move on you tonight. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, no, really, you don't have to.
2: <laughs> and that then ass- I'm bad at it. And I'm like, no, I'm in my head now. <laughs>
0: oh my God, you guys. So we had, um, uh, I, I have sort of an experience like that where I'm like, now it's in my head. We had um, our girlfriend over one night and she was like, I'm going to teach you how to do a really good hand job. Well, first oh, of boy. all, I'm like a little bit offended by this. I'm like, what do <laughs> you think? I don't do a good hand job. <laughs> right. But then she's doing it on Scott and I'm like, oh my God, she does have different techniques. These are awesome. These are, she like learned these in Paris or something. Oh, so boy. I'm like, holy mother. So then afterwards I'm like trying to reproduce this whole thing that she's done or like the way she goes down on him is different than me and- It's totally in my head now, and I'm just like, I am not as good as her.
1: (laughs) I kind of wish I didn't know. (laughs) I don't think that's true. It's not true,
0: but now it's in my head, and I right exactly. I
1: I think the only overlap would have, yeah, been like when we've had group sex, like with Kay, and that's like the only overlap, really. Which I thought we've kind of talked about it. I think like here and there because we've had threesomes in the past, and then it was kind of something that I was not pushing but very eager you know Megan gets very eager I think when she thinks about things and uh, honestly it's been it was really hot I'm not gonna lie I wasn't I wasn't concerned in the slightest like I was just like apparently I must have some voyeurism there because I was like oh boy like this is oh boy oh boy like it's I still prefer like one-on-one, honestly, with partners just because there's so much going on yeah. when there's a, more than one person to focus on. But it's it's fun. It's an occasional treat. It's a treat. It yes. is a treat.
0: Yes, <laughs> exactly. I love that. Okay. Now I'm going to move you in the timeline again. Ready? Yes. Okay. So now I'd like for you to talk to people that are listening or watching about currently your dynamics. So I kind of teased this at the beginning and mentioned words like polycule, triad, comet partner. I'm sure a lot of people listening, these aren't terminologies that I use. Um, and I'm not in a polycule and I don't have a comet partner. So I think a lot of people that listen to, to my podcast are very new and they're interested and they're curious. So could you guys explain your current dynamic?
2: Do you want to explain polycule and I'll explain comma partner, Megan? Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. So a polycule is like your group of people. So it doesn't mean everybody that you're dating. It's just everybody who's intertwined together. It's like a graph. So Ryan and I are are together. Um, Kay is also with us. Um, John is Kay's husband. And then our other people would be connected to us so that's our polycule um so it's everybody not necessarily dating each other it's just the group that's in the i don't know it's like the house I guess. i'm thinking
0: like the l word show where they like have the whole like whiteboard and
1: yeah yeah that's it it's the graph like you can make a graph of like the polycule it's like these people aren't always dating but these people are connected you're everybody's connected that's what it is it's
2: the okay. degrees of separation almost. there you go yeah, yeah
0: that's it <laughs> okay
2: and uh yeah so i really feel at at home and very comfortable amidst my polycule. i i feel like when we're surrounded by our polycule, cool um, especially those days where like say in the summer we'll have a beach day or whatever and we're out there with our polycule and everybody's got their kids and we're having a great time and like those are some of my favorite days mm. i just love the amount of support that you can get uh it's it's incredible uh, you mentioned comet mm-hmm. partner and this is one that i actually read about um a little while ago when i was doing a little bit of research on long distance relationships um currently i have a comet partner which is a partner that lives I would say quite a ways away from me, about two hours right now, but I don't see this partner on frequent occasion. This partner would come down on special occasion or, you know, once every few months to visit, and we will go out on a date and hook up. So that's what a Comet partner is, somebody that you wouldn't see as often, but you will on occasion. Did I get all the points there, Megan?
1: I don't know if you always hook up with them, but I mean... Yes. not all
2: the time but i don't know if that's a good definition oh, okay. <laughs> do you want to explain comma partner
1: no no i mean i think that's the gist of it i think like a comet partner is yeah like somebody that you don't see like all the time and you can have like um like i think there's some asexual people that don't necessarily like have sex um but it's just yeah i mean you see them when you see them kind of thing i think is yeah. the is the just of it. And you're yeah. still like important in each other's lives. Like you guys have had like, um, a couple of, uh, like zoom dates, I guess as well. Right. So, yep. and like, I know you, you're still talking here and there and I, I just think it's, it's cute and wholesome and.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you, honey.
0: I love that too. Yeah. I've got friends like that, where they'll say like one time a year we connect at the swinger resort and yeah, exactly. like, that's yeah. it. Or I have another friend who has a woman or two in each, not every state, but frequent states that he frequents, right? And he's like, I I know when I'm there, we get to reconnect. And it might be once a year, once every other year or whatever. So I have a couple more questions. One is personal, again, you can choose to answer it or not. But usually I get this question next after someone hears this kind of thing. And they're like, but what about STIs? Like, how do you stay safe? How do you manage a whole polycule plus these comet people that come in and out of your life? Plus you're probably still on dating apps and you have dates with people and like, it blows their mind, especially if they're in a monogamous relationship and they've been together for 10 or 20 years. They're like, but what about safety? So what would you guys say to that?
1: We all have like regular STI, like screening, um, I know when we have, like, a new person, it's one of the first things that I talk about with them before, um, like, we're engaging in in anything. Like, when's the last time you were tested? I think we should probably, I think we're tested at least once a year anyways, if not, um, you know, like, it, it, somebody in our polycule who were like, like, Kay, Ryan, and I are all sexually active with each other. Um, so I feel like if one of us gets tested, then that's all of us you know what i mean like we would all have it you know what i mean um but we're pretty transparent i love that
0: you're like who gets the short
1: straw because you're (laughs) no no exactly ryan's due (laughs) ryan's due next so ryan's ryan's gonna be really upset um no i just think like being completely transparent about yeah like hey yeah where have you been like and i i practice like safe sex with um with my partners like i'm not on any birth control um, so I don't want to get pregnant and I definitely don't want a sexually transmitted, um, infection either. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, we're just safe sex, condoms, regular testing. I mean, if something happened, obviously, then we would all have to get treated, but, uh, I don't think we're going to be putting ourselves in a position like that. Honestly, like I, it's pretty basic stuff. I think now, I think it used to be pretty taboo, not talking about stuff. Um, but now I think in the community anyways, like it's something that's very, uh, we talk about it very frequently. I think like when I'm going to get something, when I'm going to get a pap, then I'm also going to, you know, get a, a workup. Work you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm already there, you know, yeah. you might as well test for everything or whatever the common things I guess they test for, you know what I mean? And I just, for me, it's not, it's just, a, it's a no brainer really.
0: Yep. Love that. Um, I had a nurse on the podcast a few months ago and she was actually very pro online STI tests, like off Amazon. She's like, they are so accurate. They're so oh, really, easy. You can do them from home. You don't even have to come into the clinic. Mm-hmm
2: really wow oh, i didn't know that I yeah didn't know yeah that no they
0: won't do everything but they do like gonorrhea and chlamydia and like right. the normal ones that you'd go in and just do a p-test right for. exactly yeah, which is really cool
2: amazon love... covers every sti from a to z exactly. there you go <laughs>
0: exactly and i love this conversation because it normalizes it and i think it takes away the anxiety that people have about their bodies and keeping their bodies safe and the more that we talk about like it's not that big of a deal you just have a conversation, and then if anything happens, you deal with it together. It's like not – not it's not a huge deal.
1: No, it's not. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's pretty – like I said, it's like the, in the screening process, I think. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like, let's be responsible. You have other partners. I have other partners. You know what I mean? Like, when's the last time you had screening done? You know what I mean? Like, I just – it's pretty – It's pretty basic information, really. Like, who are you sleeping with? This is who I'm sleeping with. Like, sharing the information. And then, okay, yeah, like, yeah.
0: Okay, so my other question, this is not personal, is how do you keep track of all these humans? That's the other question I get frequently. Like, it's hard enough for me to keep up with my own, you know, husband and kids. Like, how do you also keep track of your partners and your partner's partners and the birthdays and the, like, scheduling that would be a cool thing to talk. Like, do you have a shared calendar, at least with Kay?
1: Yeah, we have a Google uh, calendar that we share um, Ryan and mine dates and then our other partners and Kay's dates. Um, Kay usually just tells us I don't put it in the calendar when she's seeing... Um, Every
2: Sunday she lets us know what days of the week that we're going to be hanging out. So there's like a lot of communication around that, that we set up at the beginning of each week.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like usually Ryan and I have, uh, sorry, Kay and I usually have Tuesday nights and then Ryan and Kay usually have like a Saturday night, I think. Um, and it changes sometimes depending on, yeah, somebody's birthday or that I, I don't know her kid's birthdays, um, off the top of my head. Um, but we get invited to them. So, you know, sh- she tells us and we tell her and, um, uh, John and Ryan's birthdays are what? Three days apart. Yeah. So that was not a very good, uh,
0: that's so cute. Do y'all have joint birthday parties? They we did know, have a joint birthday a party. Yes. 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 You're it like, was we're cute. top golfing or something really fun.
2: It was great cuz the birthday cake said happy birthday Ryan and John so like to the the polycule to the the lads in the polycule it was it was a perfect little birthday celebration that the ladies put together for us so we yeah, were we cute. were very happy.
1: I we played that. cards against humanity. It was it was Yes. It was fun. Yeah,
2: it was a good time. It's neat when we get together with uh, our polycule like that and celebrate these neat little occasions. Like we went away to a cottage in the summer and like spent the night together all of us and uh we just do all the we go to concerts together and it's just so much fun. It just really feels at I'm home when we're up to I'm
0: gonna work on manifesting that. That's okay. amazing.
2: Manifesting works.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay. This is not quite the direction I was going to take this podcast, but I love it because I think what it does is it normalizes these, this whole polyamorous lifestyle. And I love having another couple come on. My, my listeners have heard from me and I've had Christina and Tony multiple times on the podcast. They're the other poly couple in my life, but I haven't had a ton of just normal other couples come on and share their journey. And I'm so grateful that you guys did. Yay. Um, Is there anything that you want to leave us with on the podcast? And then obviously I'd love for the listeners to look in the show notes below. I'm going to have a link to their podcast, go follow and like it as well, so that you get more of a well-rounded, you know, grouping of communication coming from me and coming from them and other people in our space.
2: Yeah. Um, I really, you know, if, if somebody, we ran into somebody on the street and they asked what we did for a living and we said, Hey, we're podcasters. And they asked what the podcast was about. I would tell them that the podcast is about polyamory and they'd be like, what's polyamory one, get that out of the way. And then I would explain to them that, you know, we're a lifestyle based podcast, but you know, we also try to just be two humans having a conversation. We're not really scripted. We're not, um, over the top production wise, but we do have like a really great conversation and it just kind of feels like a natural conversation whenever you and I are talking together. Um, can you help me out?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. Well, we have some like, I guess formats like that. What we trying to like, try to stick to and like, we're always like brainstorming. I think um, like ideas and um, topics. It's it's hard. Like you want to stay you know, like you want to stay relevant. What do people, what do we want to talk about? What do people want to hear about? Like what, um, like I love having guests on just because they have a different point of view and we only have our stories, right? Like we Mm -hmm. only have so much insight with what our journey is ever going to be. Um, that's why I love having different people on and, and just, you know, learning about their journey and what's worked for them and, And listening to them and taking what they do and applying that to our lives. Um, Yeah.
0: I love it. And I appreciate how open you guys are. I've, I've loved watching you on Instagram. So if you guys are listening and you haven't followed them on Instagram, the links in the show notes, Um, but you show Kay and you show you guys having like Manny Petty day and like, this is what we did. (laughs) And like, here's date night. And it gives an amazing glimpse behind the curtain that I think most people are either too scared to show, or they just don't feel empowered enough, or maybe they don't realize the importance of it. Like just having the conversation and just showing up and showing all of this normalizes it, right? I feel like there's this whole LGBTQ plus movement that we are all a part of. Like we're part of the plus. We're part of the non-binary. Like we're part of all of that too, right? Right. But people still look at having an open relationship as being really taboo, um, which is fascinating. And so I just, I think it's really important that we continue to have these conversations.
2: Like there was one video that we posted where it was just one night, it was a TikTok video. And I was just asking Megan, like, do you feel jealous? Like when our girlfriend comes over to hang out with me? And it was just a simple video where we had like maybe 15 to 30 seconds of conversation and it has 660,000 views. So yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It went viral on us and we were like, out of all of the effort that we put into all the other videos, they take the one that was 15 seconds that went viral. Yeah. So it, you know, I appreciate you saying that, that, you know, having these conversations matters because it really does. And, you know, we do feel empowered to be able to share that conversation with others and put together these little videos that, you know, go out on TikTok because we've been having so many people ask questions and reach out to us. And we've really started to build a little bit of a following on socials and we appreciate each and every one of them. So.
1: yes, Yeah. Yeah, um, it's funny, like, doing, like, our little TikTok, um, videos, and, like, I try to post, like, on Instagram, like, as much as we can, like, the date nights, um, like, obviously, I don't post, like, every single date that I go on, or whatever, and I don't post somebody's face if they don't, or name, even if they don't feel comfortable, like, some people are, uh, more closeted that we see than others, um, which is fine, um, like, I just want to be, um, respectful of their boundaries as well but also like share our story and share my life um but i mean Kay's pretty out like obviously we're out um and i like posting those cute little like wholesome because i think a lot of people think like polyamory is like a lot of sex it's Um, a giant orgy every night yeah And, and i'm like yeah sure like we have tons of sex you know what i mean but like there's also like a lot of wholesome moments that i think should be normalized. Like it's valid if you're closeted, if you don't feel like you're safe enough to come out in your community, to your family, to your friends. I, 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 that makes me really sad that you can't have that life. Um, but people so choose to do that. And that's, you know, they're, they um, That's It's their choice, you know what I mean? Like, this is our choice, this is the choice that we've made, and uh, we just didn't want to hide, you know what I mean? Like, after so many people knew, it was like, what was the point, you know what I mean, to not... Living And some people in our lives still don't know. Like my coworkers, a lot of my coworkers don't know. And that's my information that I feel like keeping to myself because it's none of their business. And it doesn't affect my job either. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't affect me parenting. It, um, it doesn't affect like a lot of things. You know what I mean? And it's the information I think that you want to share with people if you want to or not.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> totally agree. Great place to stop. I would, would say... Being, like having the freedom to be as open as the three of us do is so liberating and you feel so aligned in your life because you get to show up outside the same way that you do behind closed doors in the bedroom. And it's a really freeing feeling.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Totally. Guys,
0: 100%. Thank you so much for joining today. This was- Thank you. I had a great total time. blast.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I had a great time too. You know, you do such a great job on your podcast, Jennifer, and we're very honored and privileged to be a part of it. So thank you so so much. Ah,
1: thank you. I can't wait to hear the the end uh, the end episode there. So we'll have to we'll have to listen. Okay,
0: sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye.